Fasten your seatbelt. I'm taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Thirty something movie podcast coming back at you again. It's a thirty something movie podcast. I am your host John Reed tonight. Well, unless it's morning time as you're listening to this, morning, noon, night, who cares? Whenever you're listening to it, we're glad you're here. I have with me Patrick Canagallo. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing well. Time is so elastic, John. I envy us. Oh, much much like my pants. Time is elastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I don't know where to go with that either, man. Yeah, that's right. Everybody, golf clap. Golf clap. There we go. That's one of those I wish we had a video, but. Video podcast? Yeah. Video podcast. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing well. Glad you're doing well. Uh, At the time of recording, we we won't go into this because, you know, people have different opinions and it's all kind of crazy, but we're recording this a couple of days after the, uh, after election day, actually about a day after election day. I think everybody's just tired. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of what side you're on with all this stuff. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just let, just, let's get this done and let's let the little people move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. So, well, we heard the dulcet tones of Bo Warmbold back there. How are you doing, Bo? I'm doing well, John. How are you? How are your dulcet tones? They are dulcet as always. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've got here tonight, uh, we are in the we're smack dab in the middle of our tribute to Australia month, and technically we've tributed all of the Australian movies that we've got for the month. But this one's called Men at Work, and so I was trying to be clever. I don't don't think there's any Australians in the movie. Don't think it was created by any Australians. There's nothing Australian about it. You see pics of the ocean and Australia's in the ocean. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, as, as I mentioned to you gentlemen before, I have some stuff queued up, ready to go. I mean, we can start playing. We, we can have the 30 podcast dance party right here. I, yeah. No one wants to see that. <laughs> That's why we're an audio podcast. All right, I feel like that's... You know, yeah. I have to say, Pat, you, you said something earlier that struck home with me. You said guilty pleasure. Yeah. That song is one of those. You're driving around in the car, and when you're all by yourself, you might just leave it on and turn it up a couple notches and... That's a, it's a what great you, tune. What do you mean? It you, really is. What do you mean you might just leave it on? I've got all two of their albums. 
Wow. That, I, I do not have that. I listen regularly. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I am strictly a radio or satellite radio fan of okay. Men at Work, but I do enjoy it. Okay. I, I have I have cargo and uh, business as usual. They may have wow. some other, they may have some other albums too. I I think those might be their only two, but Right on. Yeah. Oh no, we were we were we were big old Men at Work fans in my house. I sit correct as usual. Uh it didn't it didn't hurt that um I had uh, my, both my dad and my uncle would always play the song "Be Good Johnny" for me, so that was like I love that song as a kid. Well, there you go. Yeah. That would definitely do it. That did it. All right. Well, again, th- th- this movie has nothing to do with Men at Work, the Australian band, but you know, I, chances to play the music regardless doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so, great tunes. Yeah, got great tunes. So uh, quick spoiler alert. We spoil freely here. So just be warned. Um, we uh, we let the spoilers flow. So just be aware of that as we're talking about movies. Um, it's going to happen. And visit our website, 30podcast.com. You can rate the show. Leave a voicemail right there from the website. You can become a co-executive producer via Patreon. We've got some Patreon co-executive producers already. And they, each month, are getting some exclusive content that you can only get if you are a co-executive producer with us at any level on Patreon. Um, so go on over the joy. If you're enjoying the show, that's just one way that you can help support the show, keep the lights running and, um, just, uh, get some extra stuff in the process. So we thank you for everybody who's been doing that and, uh, joining us over there. We've also got, uh, we've also got some episodes that they have picked out as well. Uh, folks that have donated to our Patreon at a particular level are able to either pick out a movie for us to talk about, or as is the case, uh, I believe we might have one coming up this month. Uh, or maybe next month we've got, uh, actually it's probably gonna be next month. Uh, we have got one of our patrons, uh, Podrick Donahue is going to be joining us for an episode. Um, we're just trying to kind of nail down which movie we're going to do for that one. And that's probably going to be one of our Patreon exclusive episodes. So, uh, we're gonna get that stuff nailed down and we'll get him on here and we'll have a good time. Yeah, that's really, that's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. So that's what we got. Yeah. So that's what that's what we got Patreon wise uh, and all of our other announcements. Um, we do have you now I know we, we tend to record some of these a little bit ahead of time. So we've got some news that by the time everybody else hears this, um, it's going to be a little bit of old news. But we do have some news regardless. So let's jump into our news segment real quick. All right. So unfortunately, our news this time is not good news. Um, Bo, would you like to share this one with us? Sadly, movie friends, we lost a titan of industry this week. James Bond himself, Captain Marco Ramius, Alan Quartermain, and countless others. R.I.P. Sean Connery. One thing only, please, John. There we go. One ping for Sean Connery. Yeah, that was sad news. It was. What a wonderful legacy uh, of uh, of movies he's left behind, though. A full life of ninety years. Hmm. I just want to go watch The Rock. I know. Like, <laughs> I just want to kick back and have a Sean Connery marathon for the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks. Can we just call everything else off? And yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
maybe that. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. You know, if we have to do a lockdown, maybe you just don't call it that. Maybe you just say, "Guys, we're going to do the next." You know, it's fourteen days of bond. There you go. You know I mean, what I'm saying? You guys remember that, right? I mean, that's, oh yeah. oh, yeah. That I mean, there, see, there you go. That is your true remote learning. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all you need. You're going to be sitting in front of a screen anyway, so why not make it good mm-hmm. and just do 14 days of bond? I, there, hey, you know what? It's it's the perfect amount of time for quarantine. If you got a quarantine for 14 days, there's 14 exactly. days. There's 14 days of bond. Coincidence? I don't think so. I say nay, nay. I, I, I say nay, nay. <laughs> I think... I think I think we have the right people listening to our podcast and now the right people need to tell the people in charge that that's just the way it should roll. Yeah. yeah. That's what I Sorry. think. I agree. I'm, I'm calling in sick. Sean Connery died and I have to watch every Sean Connery movie. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's, accept- that, I think that's acceptable. Because, yeah. that is, because that is the way. Mm-hmm. This, this <laughs> because is the way. that oh. is the way. Okay. So we need to talk about that. So yes, RIP Sean Connery. And now for a second, we need, and now for something completely different. Completely different. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian season two. Oof. Have you, I'm going to assume at this point that, cause I mean, this will be coming out um, a little bit later in the month of November. Um, I'm going to assume at this point, everyone has seen the first episode of Mandalorian season two. That's listening to this. If not stop now mm-hmm. and maybe, I don't know, jump ahead a few minutes. Um, I'm assuming you both saw it. Oh, yes. Twice oh. before school on Friday morning. There you go. Yeah, it, it actually, it took me a couple of days to be able to watch it, but I, I did. And, and Pat, I, I followed up with the appropriate text message. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, I like the time to, Bo, you, you said you've seen it. I just want to make yes. it. Listening audience, spoiler, you know, but I love that. I love the time delay where the text messages came in. Well, guys, I've just seen all these Easter eggs and there's this and there's that. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy, you know, whatever the <laughs> heck. And uh, just in all caps, it's like, okay, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what part did he get to that just suddenly, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that show definitely went to 11 pretty quickly. It All the parts, mm-hmm. all the parts, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, I mean, that, that episode in particular, because there was part of me that was like, all right. So they kind of knocked pretty much every episode of season one out of the park. Yeah. How are you ever going to replicate that for season two? And now we know. And now we know. <laughs> and and it was replicated just fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And so many fun things. So <laughs> many. One to touch the Sarlacc. Um, so many fun things. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> oh, just the, the number of, because there was stuff. And I was trying to keep my mouth shut as we were watching it. Um, because I wanted the kids to just be able to enjoy the episode and not have me sit there going, that's Anakin's pod racer. <laughs> Dad, I'm trying to watch. Mm, they just mentioned something from one of the books, but you don't know what it is because you haven't read the book. <laughs> but no, it was, oh, that was so much fun. And then Ooh, that's the dude's armor. Ooh. Uh-huh. Well, and then like the, the last, I don't know, like the last two, five, ten seconds of the episode. I was like, and that's all I had. <laughs> and at first I couldn't tell who it was. And I just went, Eek! and everybody in the living room was like, okay, first of all, are you okay? 
And second of all, what? I was like, okay, if you happen to see the name Tamura Morrison in the credits, just let me know because I'm not sure if I can see anything right now. <laughs> I've been blinded by the light. Um, so just let me know if you see it. And as soon as the name come up, came up, uh, Nora goes, there it is. And I said, okay, I know who that is now. Like, who is it? Who is it? And I said, well, he's the actor that played Django Fett. What do we know about Django Fett? He got his head chopped off. I said, okay, well, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> yes, but... Yes. Yes. But uh, no, I, I was I was going for it that he was Django Fett, and therefore Boba Fett would look just like him. And okay, episode two needs to come out right now. Mm-hmm. So. Couple more days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, do they drop at midnight? Uh, I believe so. So one more day for us. One more day. One day, one day more. more. Another day, another episode. Okay. You know, that's two episodes in a row. I think we've started singing Les Mis. I, I think it works. I think we did that last time, too. All right. All right. Well, I'm not sure we have any other news at this point. Um, I did see the other day that uh, the only other thing news-wise I think I could even mention is I thought I saw the other day that was it AMC Theaters has now lost something like $900 million this year. Oh crap! Or or something crazy. Maybe that's not the right number, but I felt that like is it was a lot of scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah that that'll that'll buy a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Well, I mean, more recently, it'll buy you like three tubs of popcorn. But I mean, it's it's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 So that's a hard situation. Yes. I just, I hope they do not close down permanently because when this is all over, I want to go see a movie. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to see movies. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of movies, our movie this time around is called Men at Work. Again, nothing Australian about it, but it's called Men at Work. It came out on the 24th of August, 1990. Rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour, 38 minutes. Emilio Estevez is the director. He also directed Wisdom and The War at Home. Uh, producer was Cassian Elwes. Uh, also did Lee Daniels, The Butler, and Psycho Cop. Writer was Emilio Estevez, who did Bobby and The Way. Cinematography was done by Tim Surstet, who also did Idiocracy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, the the um, documentary, Idiocracy, actually. <laughs> Uh, music was done by Stuart Copeland, who also did Rumblefish and Boiler Room. Budget was $9 million. Box office was $16.2 million, so actually did pretty good. Uh, Flick, yeah. Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, gives it a 50%. Uh, my understanding is if you just go by Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like a 30% or something much lower. Mm-hmm. Cinema Score did not find a Cinema Score score for this one. Starring Charlie Sheen as Carl Taylor. He was in Hot Shots, Wall Street, and The Three Musketeers. Emilio Estevez played James St. James. He was in The Breakfast Club, Young Guns, and Repo Man. Leslie Hope played Susan Wilkins. She was in Talk Radio and 24. Keith David played Louis Fetters. He was in They Live and The Thing. Dean Cameron played Pizza Man. He was in Summer School and Straight Outta Compton. John Getz played Maxwell Potterdam III. He was in The Fly and the TV series Timeless. Cy Richardson played Walt Richardson. He was in Repo Man and Colors. Did I say earlier that Keith David was in Repo Man? I 
Possibly. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. He was in uh, Platoon. He wasn't in Repo Man. Oh. I don't know why I said that. Strike that. Reverse it. All right. Uh, Daryl Lawson played Jack Berger. Mmm, Berger. He was in The Manchurian Candidate and The China Syndrome. I'm hungry. I can't help it. But no. Hey, man. Okay. No shame. No shame. None. Okay. Um, Carl Taylor, played by Charlie Sheen, and James St. James, played by Emilio Estevez, are garbage men who spend their work days goofing around and disrupting the quiet on the streets of their town. But their good-natured fun comes to an abrupt halt when they discover a local politician's corpse in one of their cans. Determined that this is their chance to be more than trash collectors, this snarky pair of amateur detectives decide to solve the case on their own and so become entangled in a toxic waste cover-up. In the two years you have worked here, you have broken just about every city ordinance that pertains to this line of work. Well, you can't say we haven't been a lot of laughs. laughs. Got a complaint about banging trash cans on Peace Street at 6 a.m. this morning. You always have to think about this. No, no sir. Pump it up a little more, get the party. This is the last year we throw trash. You said that last year. Yeah, but this year I mean it. You meant it last year. Just think of the garbage business as a way station on the road to the bottom. What was that for? You didn't like it. No, I liked it a lot. Then shut up. This is the, uh, the maximum sentence for murder. I did not murder anyone. Pump it up a little more, get the Are men at work. All right. It is. (laughs) All right. So uh, sometimes we usually start this off with just a kind of quick first impression. So um, I'm going to ask kind of a, a, a double question here, though. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? And how does it make you feel? Um, this is definitely not the first time I've seen this. Uh, this is a regular watch for me. I enjoy the heck out of this movie. It's definitely um, a movie I probably saw too young. Um, I was probably nine or ten, and I probably learned some words from this movie. Phonology? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I love it. Um always have probably always will. Is this one that you watch regularly? Like you do come back to it once a year? Um, I don't know about once a year, but it's definitely one that if I stumble upon it, I will watch if I, um, something makes me think of it. I'll seek it out. Um, honestly, seeing Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen together usually makes me think of this movie. Um, I think when I saw this was when I first learned that they were related. Hmm. Something about seeing this movie, I, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. Cool. Pat? I, yeah. What about you, Pat? I, yeah. Never seen it before. First time. And I think it's going to be the first of many. I could see wanting to watch this over and over. It's just fun. It's yeah. You'll note it then, you know, it's not a very deep movie, but I will say, um, you'll notice things when you watch it again. Okay. Like, Huh. little throwaway things here and there that you just might not pick up on a first watch. Got it. Well, and it's fun. And it's funny because I remember growing up and seeing it blockbuster, you know, this, uh, the movie cover and just, it stood in my mind, you know, then with the guy stuck in the trash can and everything. And it just, it stuck with me. Like I remember always seeing that movie, never had seen the movie, but seeing that movie at the video store. So it's cool for that kind of final piece to, uh, uh, fall into place there because uh, yeah it's it's cool it's fun it's just a fun movie it's got a little bit of um, I got to answer my own question first um, yeah I would I would say I'm not, I'm not going to be very original here I'm going to say yeah it's, it's a fun movie um, you know goofy I think that was kind of how I felt about it it's not uh, you know Bo as you said it's not a real heavy movie it doesn't take itself seriously at all um, it's just, you could just tell like it's, it's two brothers having fun, you know, it's two brothers that wanted to make a movie. Um, you know, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug, brothers got a hug. <laughs> you know, so I just, you could just tell they were having fun making this movie and, and knowing that Emilio Estevez wrote and directed it. Um, I can just imagine that he, you know, is it probably one of those projects that you're just like, Hey, I, I would love to do, I would love to have fun and do this with somebody who's like a really good friend or a brother or whatever. Um, let's just goof this thing up. Like, let's just make it crazy and mission accomplished. If that was the mission. Um, so yeah, I, I think this movie, a couple of things that I thought about this movie, seeing it for the first time in a very long time. I think I saw this movie maybe once in its entirety um, maybe back in like middle school or early high school. I think it was on TV one time and I happened to catch it. So obviously I caught a, a little bit more of an edited version of it. Um, but uh, very long time ago. So it's been a very long time. And I, I did not remember a whole lot other than like the movie cover and just some of the scenes here and there um, that I remembered. And uh, now just a fun, goofy little movie. Yes. Yes, agreed. So the movie kind of uh, it follows the exploits of Carl and James um, as a pair of garbage men who, you know, they don't uh, they don't want to be garbage men forever. They have this dream of owning owning their own surf shop, and uh, you know they're just they're doing this to kind of bide their time and and get some money together and and open up this shop, uh, getting hassled pretty regularly by some of the local cops, um, and. Uh, you know, they kind of very quickly, uh, they're, they're in trouble with their boss. You know, he runs down the litany of all the stuff they've done. That's aggravated the neighbors and the complaints that they've gotten. So, um, they're going to need to have somebody ride along with them to which they are not super thrilled about that either. Um, but then they kind of get embroiled in this whole plot that there was a, um, uh, this guy running for a local political office and he uncovered there was uh, some kind of toxic waste dumping by this company. And apparently that was enough to get him killed. Uh, but there was a cassette tape that had evidence on it. Um, okay. Children cassette tapes used to be these small devices 
that you would put inside of what was called a cassette player. It would then cause the tape to spin around inside and kind of unravel it from one end to the next. And then when that end was done, when that side was done, you'd flip it over and then you'd play it back again. The more Wait, you know, John, you mean you'd flip it over manually? Uh, depends on the tape player, Bo. There were some, if you were lucky or wealthy enough or towards the end of the 80s enough to be able to have one that flipped over on its own, then you could. (laughs) The more you know, the more you know. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, there is this cassette and this cassette has the, the secrets on it. Um, and, uh, in, in classic comedy movie fashion, it does get mixed up with a cassette of, uh, I think it's like club dance music. Uh, tr- it's a wedding band demo. Is it wedding band? It? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Was it that, or were they going to use it for his campaign? Oh, oh maybe you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It was, it was for a campaign yes. band. Yeah. 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 But, but I don't it, know what campaign would you like. I, that's what I kept thinking was funny. Right. Whenever the music would play, I was, I was like, all right. Because yeah, it wasn't the right kind of music for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and who am I to say? Yeah. Oh, hey, Bo, you know what? This would be the perfect time to use something that we just got today. <laughs> oh, man. Because you and I were both wrong and Pat was right. So therefore, <laughs> you've been Pat Splained. Oh, there we go. I'm so glad we got to use that. Oh, man. It will be the first of many. Oh, man. I just hope my wife never hears that because <laughs> if she hears that, then that's <laughs> house. I, I honestly just, I, don't think you have to worry about your wife wasting precious time <laughs> listening to this. Mm. I'm saying. Touche, sir. I, I just want to see got, that. I, I love us, but she's got better things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to see the day where you actually put that on your phone and you have it ready to go. And like you say something and then just play that right in front of her and just be like, you've been Pat Splained. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you, that is probably a better, there's a better chance of that. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I'm, now that you've introduced that thought into, like, I just might do that. Yeah. And then, you know? and then she has a sound effect queued up that's like, you've just been invited to sleep in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You've been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so these guys are not, um, they're not great garbage men. Um, you know, but, but again, they don't care. That's not their, uh, it's not their life's dream to be garbage men. So, um, what was it? Yeah. I think the eighties, like this totally had the feel of an eighties movie. Oh yeah. And were movies in the eighties, like just dudes, there's just a couple dudes hanging out and we can Mm -hmm. identify the dudes right yeah are they in over are they out of their element yeah but they it somehow comes good for them and i'm thinking like you know bill and ted um i'm thinking i'm, I'm trying to think of a bunch of stuff and it's just not coming to mind but it seems like the 80s were, were the time of like just dudes in out of their element over their head and all that do we have any dude movies like that anymore just like guys just hanging out nah, not that i can think of yeah, I have to think about it a little harder, but not jump to mind. That's for sure. Yeah. I, but then when I think of like, but when I think of that, it, it seems like, and I don't know, maybe there's no other movies in the eighties that are like it either, but well, maybe there's no movies that are exactly like it, but. Oh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's just, just two dudes hanging out. 
No, it's, that's not. It's out. <laughs> Dude, saying it out. The, the, you know, the magic word is Martha. Yeah. I um, I don't know. It just that just the what it was about. Just how do you know it, that name? How do you know that name, Pat? I forget what he said that how he knows his name because mm-hmm. it's my mother, not mother. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just random pot, uh, random pots, <laughs> random pat thoughts. <laughs> but it's just like the 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 overall genre of the movie just seemed right out of the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like dude, buddy, comedy, hanging out kind of thing. Well, it's got a lot of the, uh, it's got a lot of eighties movie stuff in it. I mean, it's a little bit, it's got a little bit of a repo man vibe. It's got a yeah. little bit of a weekend at Bernie's vibe. Um, yep. even though they don't do much, you know, they don't do much with the corpse weekend. Well, at Bernie's they, style. They have a little fun with the corpse. They do a little bit. Yeah. I, my one question is over the course of the evening, as this corpse is in the car with them, how does it not, I mean, they're garbage men, so I don't want to make an assumption about garbage men that maybe they have no sense of smell, but not everyone in there is a garbage man. And how does the corpse not start to smell? Lewis does say at one point, starting to get a little gamey. Yeah. A little, it's starting a little gamey. A little gamey. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> It's funny, again, at the tender young age of nine or ten, mm-hmm. another word. Mm-hmm. I did not know what it meant. I had to look that one up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was how I learned what game he meant. Yeah, but that's at the beginning of the night. Yeah. Yeah, like and I, then they just sort of move on past it because yeah. eh, they're yeah. traveling around with a corpse. What are you going right. to do? With a Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon mask on. Right. Yeah. Again, I'll get tricky as, dick. As you, as you do. You know. It's another one. Like. I'll get tricky dick. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I had to look that up. Uh-huh. Yeah. You learned a lot from this movie. I did. I think we, I think we all <laughs> came away very educated. I learned some bad, bad things from this movie. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, you, you have some other moments. Um, they, uh, well, and then of course you've got the situation where he's been, uh, he's been kind of stalking his neighbors with his uh, binoculars. And uh, checking everybody out, which is how he ultimately finds out about the uh, the death of the uh, politician to begin with. He sees him over there that they were well, uh, having an argument. Like it is, he's a pervert. He's yeah. checking on all the women across the hall, yeah. across the yeah. way. There, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, witnesses a bit of a fight and uh, ends up shooting the guy with his BB gun. Um, and then ultimately, like the next day, they end up finding that uh, the fi- find his body in a barrel. Um, cause that's, I mean, apparently, okay, let's talk it about looks how, like somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. I know. <laughs> I love, I love character of Lewis is fantastic mm-hmm. in this movie. That line just <laughs> early enough in meeting him that you just don't know how to take him. You don't know if he's going to be Walt's like stool pigeon. You mm-hmm. don't know. You don't know what he's going to be. And then he just hits you with that. And you're like, I, you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Can can you ride in my car with me? Yes. Can you ride with me when I go to work tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. You want him to like come to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have some choice things to say mm-hmm. to uh, our colleagues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that That character was fun. There's no doubt about that. So let's talk for a minute about the, uh, the hitmen who are probably the worst hitmen in the world because not only do they not know how to secure a barrel in the back of a car, um, their license plate says hitmen. <laughs> yep. Because why not? I mean, yeah. 
I don't it's know. Man, I mean, that's that's the like eighties, man. I know that's like Hannibal Lecter just having Cannibal on the back of his, you know, Ford Fiesta. Uh, he wouldn't drive a Ford Fiesta. I don't know what he would drive. I don't know what cannibals drive. But yeah, they are not good hitmen at all. Um, it, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, the one scene, uh, one of the scenes with the hitmen that I thought was kind of funny was when the one has the gun and the other one has the taser. Taser. And they get into the argument about why would you go buy a laser? It's not a laser. It's a taser. It's a taser. <laughs> and okay, that's it. <laughs> and then later on, dude, yeah, you, you got hit by lightning, man. So yeah, it's, it's a freak a, storm. It's a freak storm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, but it's funny because at no point did I feel like, okay, I'm done with this movie. Like this is just, it's a little too zany. It's a little too, you know, it really, it, it fired on all cylinders mm-hmm. to use that cliche. It was a, uh, it was entertaining all the way throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really, really fun. Well, and I don't want to, I don't want to use this term in a way to, I don't want it to be considered in a negative way, but you know, maybe for lack of a better term, it's a dude movie. It's a, it's a guy movie because you have all the different instances of you've got the playing pranks. You've got the like stupid stuff that they do, like the stupid ways that they handle situations. Sophisticated pranks. I'd like to point out. Oh yeah. Like yeah. these guys, their talents are wasted as, as uh, sanitation collection uh, engineers. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, if these guys can rig a trap in a locker to explode an airbag full of <laughs> sorry, poop, family friendly. I feel like their talents could be used in other other ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and that's part of the story, right? They're trying to get out and start a surf shop. Maybe they'll have like a practical joke section to their surf shop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I just, yeah. Some of the different pranks that they try to put and then the back and forth between the two, uh, two sets of guys. Um, And and then it just escalates to the end where they end up blowing up a car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I like, can you help me with the light? And the guy has a match. I'm just like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) Like I can already tell this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hitman were good. The bad guy was appropriately slimy. Mm-hmm. A little one dimensional, but for a dude movie, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. It was very, um, you know, it was very much an eighties villain, you know, like the evil corporate. Uh, yep. I feel like it was kind of like a, an eighties villain with maybe a little bit more of a nineties uh, motive for his villainy. You know, I, I feel like the, I feel like the environment was not quite as much an eighties thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe as you get later on in the eighties, but I kind of feel like environmental issues were much more of a nineties thing. So as we're starting to get into the nineties um, you know, the fact that your bad guy is dumping toxic waste, you know, that's, yeah. that's a little bit more to, to my mind. I mean, that's a little bit more of a, of a nineties villainy than it might've been yeah. to an eighties thing, but he acts very much like an eighties movie villain, the corrupt businessman who's, you know, maybe a little quirky. Yeah. He stops just short of mustache twirling. Yeah. And I mean, just short. <laughs> His hand was almost there. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he walks it right up to the line. Mm-hmm. When was the first Earth Day? I mean, it was, was it something like 1952 and it just really came to prominence in the late eighties, early nineties, or was it something that happened back then? Um, 
the first Earth now. Day was April 1970. There you oh. go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you had, I feel like you might have had some talk about the environment, but I'm not sure that, I don't know. I'm not sure that the environment, at least as a kid, I don't know that the environment was necessarily as much of a big deal until you had something like the Exxon Valdez. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and that happened. I want to say in 88, 89, sometime around then. Um, yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, as a kid, I just don't remember hearing much about environmental issues in the eighties, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I mean, I remember that being a much bigger deal, um, you know, in middle school, high school, but then again, I, maybe that's the, you know, as kids become a little bit more self-aware is usually when you're in middle school uh, and you start to think of things outside of your own little personal world. Um, so I, maybe that's the case, but yeah. Do we have, do we have a favorite quote in this movie or if it, Bo's going to go on for quite a while here, but <laughs> yeah. is that, uh, do you have a favorite quote? I know we've already said like golf clap, you know, we've, we've said that a couple of times, which is just a great, you know, I may continue to use that from now on. Like, um, golf clap? Yeah. Golf clap? Okay. And the way it's said almost kind of goes along with the, uh, it almost kind of reminded me of orange whip, orange whip. <laughs> well, and they all, they, yeah. yeah. It's like a cue, like a, like a running gag, you know? Yeah. I have maintained for years that half of the comedy of that scene the fact that they're wearing those large gloves yes, and the way the gloves flop around and the sound the gloves make is half of the comedy of that scene. Yeah. Like if they were just doing it with their hands, it wouldn't be half as funny. I don't yeah. think it's something about those gloves. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, favorite quotes. When I, when I want to talk to you, when I want you to talk, I'll look at you. <laughs> All of the random I hate, I hate cops. <laughs> I hate rent-a-cops too. I hate politicians. <laughs> yeah. The French fries. There are several. Oh yes. You don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you will live a long and healthy life. <laughs> it's delivery. Yes. <laughs> it's not uh, not really a quote. It's just a second, but it's when the poop bomb explodes out of the locker room and yeah. they look at each other and it goes, Frost, it's poop. It's poop, Frost. It's poop. Yes. That moment is just so good. <laughs> I did like, what was the line when they're talking about the, they're talking about the, the pellet gun. I was trying, I was going to pull it up on IMDb. Um, um, damn pellet gun, James. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Here's, um, what are you doing? He's like, I, I hate, I won't use the word, uh, who bully yeah. their women. So what are you going to do? Shoot them. What? It's the principal, James. With a pellet gun? What are you going to accomplish using that stupid thing? It allows me to seriously aggravate a situation without actually changing the course of history. Also stings like a... <laughs> I like that one. I, I like that explanation. Yeah. It allows me to seriously aggravate a situation without actually changing the course of history. I may use that sometime. I'm going to find a place where I can use that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a line looking in play, you know, in search of good places to use. Yeah. 
the commie bastard gets no food. Yep. <laughs> you see my gloves, compadre? In the glove compartment, eh? <laughs> In the glove compartment. <laughs> or when the when the pizza guy figures out it's a pellet gun. Yeah. <laughs> air is just right for drinking yes and the air is just <laughs> right for drinking that is a classic scene mm-hmm. um, oh i want to report a murder and a kidnapping Did they take the body no 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 i have the body Did you kill the victim no i didn't kill him have you been kidnapped I'm not the one who's been kidnapped. I know this sounds really strange. I don't think we can help you, sir. <laughs> Isn't that what the police are supposed to do? <laughs> so oh, what do you, so Bo, the you, whole, oh, yeah. whole radio call in. Well, I think you should definitely dump yeah. dude. <laughs> the one at the very end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cops. Oh my God. The two cops. Yeah. Just hysterical on that merry-go-round at the end. <laughs> yep. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> No, this is uh no, I don't. It's not something I want to get involved in. <laughs> oh well, there's the classic one. What does a phrenologist feel and interpret? Size of Walt's bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which then gets repeated at least a couple of times in the in, throughout the movie. Yeah, I, and I love that whole scene. Two guys, two roommates, sitting around, just hanging mm-hmm. out, and they're playing Trivial Pursuit. They always, always give a funny answer first and then give the right answer because mm-hmm. they're smarter than they look. They know the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're having a couple of drinks and they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right. Who was Richard Nixon's chief of staff after the final days of Watergate? Oprah Winfrey. I mean, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny stuff right there. I think that kind of sums up the movie. It's like it's just a couple of guys having a couple of drinks and having fun. Yeah. 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 guy thrown in the middle yeah. and even screaming like when they're driving like ah! like sometimes that stuff does not play well in this movie it worked in this movie it was really it was well done and it was fun yeah agreed so. all right yeah. well i've got three questions for us does anybody have anything else they want to say about uh, men at work before we jump into the three questions i don't think so it's a fun movie it's just if you haven't seen it see it Watch it with your buddy, have a six pack and just enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy this movie. It's fun. And sometimes just like the, um, I don't know. There's a couple times just the, just Charlie Sheen's looks like he doesn't even have to say anything. There's a couple times he just gives a look, particularly the scene where he sees the two cops on the merry-go-round. <laughs> yes. And the, the woman just goes, ew. <laughs> and he just says this look on his face like, Oh, <laughs> Well, and it reminds you that at one time Charlie Sheen was a halfway decent actor. Right. Instead of a crazy person. Crazy. Um, no, I think they both do it. But they he's have, he's winning now, though. Well, that's what he says. <laughs> they have they have to have had fun making yeah. this movie. It just it just comes off like they did, you know? Yeah. Well, and they wrote it too, right? Didn't uh, Emilio Estevez write the thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently he was working on this. Say so he was working on this around the time, or maybe he was doing some of the editing for this around the time that he was working on young guns too. 
Mm-hmm. He started writing it back in uh, 85. Yeah. And like it took him a while to make it. And then when they finally did, like some of them, mm-hmm. I don't know if he had to, was it he had to reshoot the ending? Something about the ending of it, I think it was. And he had to redo some of it simultaneously while he was making Young Guns too. Mm. He's working on a couple things at the same time. Got it. All right. No, it's good stuff. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. You gentlemen this time around have not seen the three questions, so these are the absolute raw, nasty, stinky, trashy responses. Oh, yeah. I don't no know. Even nasty. I don't. Mm. <laughs> All right. It's a line from the movie. It's, it is. It's true. I feel like something illegal just happened. Most likely. It's... All right. Uh, question number. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> question number one. What? Who would you like to be tied up with on America? No. Um, question. That would be an awkward question. Don't answer that. Al. Oh, I- got a number of people actually but <laughs> really? i don't know monica okay. bellucci is <laughs> off of your list okay <laughs> oh, i didn't know that was an option okay <clears throat> well my list has changed all right <laughs> why limit yourself john the world is your oyster that's, that's true that is true all right question the real question number one okay uh what cassette would you most likely have worn out when you were a kid since a cassette plays heavily in this, and we just taught the children what a cassette is, which cassette would you have been most likely to wear out? Children, um, cassettes were actually things that could get worn out if played over time. Um, they could also unravel. Um, they could break. And uh, they were not digital, so you had to carry them around with you. Um, in demagnetized, it, they could be de- demagnetized. Yes. Medium. So sometimes you had to, if you got nervous that a cassette was about to break, you had to go make a copy of said cassette. Um, yes. and, and, and sometimes much like how the Simpsons ended up with like snowball four every time their cat died. Um, you kind of ended up with like a fourth generation copy of that, uh, Billy Joel album that you started off with back in 1984. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a long-winded way of saying, what cassette would you have worn out when you were a kid because you listened to it so much? It's funny you mentioned Billy Joel. I'm picturing my cassette of uh, Stormfront, and it mm-hmm. took a beating. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That's an interesting one. I, huh. My answer actually would be a Billy Joel album. Okay. Uh, my uncle made a copy. Uh, he had uh, he had HBO, and so he made a copy of the live at Long Island uh, concert. Nice. And he copied that off the TV onto a cassette. Um, and I remember somehow I got a hold of that cassette, and it 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 will be mine. <laughs> oh yes, it will be mine. Um, well played. And it became mine. 
And I still have that cassette. I will not play that cassette, number one, because I'm not sure I have a cassette player that works anymore. Um, but number two, I had to make several copies of that because I loved that album. And I was so very worried that it was going to at some point snap. Um, so I, I still have it. I might even still have a copy of it somewhere. I even digitized it and it's in my iTunes uh, library as a digital copy now. So, and mine would have been Billy Joel, the Billy Joel live at Long Island uh, homemade bootleg. All right. Very nice. <sighs> We've landed on a music question for Pat, and that's a challenge. I know. Play, play me a song, sweet music man. What do you got? I don't know. I, this is hard. <laughs> this is really hard. I, you know, okay. So cassette tape. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. No, I can't say that either. Um, you know what? I think we, I remember as a kid listening to the stand by me soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A whole lot. I mean, like a whole lot. Um, so I, I would say like that was the one that I played. Um, you know, we were always in the car. Whenever we would take car trips, my dad loved listening to the ventures. You know, the venture like mm-hmm. Surf Rock, Hawaii Five O, mm-hmm. Wipeout, all that kind of stuff. And so those got a lot of play. And I, it was good stuff. Like I'm still like listening to it, probably because I just listened to it for hours and hours on the road. Um, but uh I'd say I, I wore the, you know, I definitely wore the tape out with that. Um, but you see, I kept making even after CDs were a thing, uh, you know, you'd get dub tapes, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was a great way to build your collection. So I had all sorts of mixes and, you know, music shoved in all different sides of cassettes and all that kind of thing. But I, I think if there was one that was like, okay, I remember having this soundtrack and listening to it and listening to this music on cassette, it would have been that. Also, one. also had the Michael Jackson thriller album. Listen to that mm-hmm. a whole bunch. I, th- I think I did wear out the Dangerous album. Let's see. Dangerous. I, the other ones that I would have gotten close to wearing out the cassette of would have been, uh, I had a Beach Boys Greatest Hits. Okay. I, it's funny. When Pat said Surf Rock, I was like, ooh, the Beach Boys would yep. have had a lot of play too. Yeah, I had Beach Boys Greatest Hits. I, and I think the ones that I actually did wear out was... Uh, I think it was my, my first MC hammer album and probably, well, Michael Jackson's dangerous. I know that one got worn out. Um, the only other one I could think of that got played so much that the tape probably didn't work anymore was, um, uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, the secret of the ooze secret yeah. of the ooze. Yes. With the ninja rap. Ninja, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, go. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think with tapes. I mean, I had a couple tapes as a kid, but I mean, I remember growing up, like, I, I remember a buddy of mine made me a mix of like, you know, it had some Van Halen on there. It had a mm-hmm. whole bunch of different bands. And I remember listening to that a whole bunch. Um, 
but I don't want to say like, oh, I didn't have tapes. I just listened to the radio. But back in the day, there were some really good radio stations on, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you had 104.3, the oldies. You had CKG, which was classic rock. And that was 105.9, right? Or maybe it was, at first it was the loop. Loop was talk, I know, for a long time, 97.9. But, um, and then for metal it was 103.5 the blaze anybody remember listening to 103.5 not when it was the blaze no by the time i moved up here it was rock 103.5 and that was uh i always listened to man cow on that one and then it became a pop station at some point yeah that's when i stopped listening yeah man cow (laughs) man cow is now man cow in the morning (laughs) free speech radio network yeah (laughs) is that what he called it yep sounds right I'm just going to say this, like, <laughs> I know, I know, you, I know you can still get Howard Stern on Sirius and all that kind of stuff, but man, I miss listening to him every morning <laughs> and our colleague, Jen Greenwell would listen to it too. And so we drive in, it was, and we always have this Stern discussion. Okay. Did you hear what Howard, you know, and, uh, Oh, Howard. Yeah, man, that was fun stuff. Yeah. Tammy's in, Tammy's talking about Danny Bonaducci, all those guys on the loop. Right, Kevin Matthews, Danny Bonaduce, Kevin Matthews, and Jim Shorts. Jim Shorts. I feel like so uh, many of my cassette tapes where I tried to make my own mixtapes off the radio, like a whole bunch of them. At some point, like I, I couldn't quite cut it off, you know. Yeah. Just I'd, so I'd always get the DJ a little bit at the end of the song, or you know, invariably you'd always get that. You'd get the DJ starting to talk over the song. So I think like every song. On some of my early mixtapes, it's probably got Casey Kasem back there somewhere. Like, the next one on the top forty is you know, that's not even a good Casey Kasem, but um, you know, I did, his voice is pretty much everywhere on all my mixtapes. Yeah, which is actually pretty cool. You yeah. know, I mean, um, I would say yeah, like that. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming back to Stand by Me. That's a hard question because I mean, just so much good music. You're saying recording off the radio. What else am I thinking of? Thinking of something, something else is going to hit me in the middle of it. I'm going to think of another answer to question number one. Okay, yeah. I'm going with Stand By Me. Okay. All right. Bo, did you did you say, did you narrow yours down or did you? I, I think my Billy Joel Stormfront Billy Joel? Okay. is probably the one yeah. if I had to pick one. The Beach Boys would be a close second. Yeah. Hey, I just thought of it. This isn't music, but uh, anybody remember the Jerky Boys? Yeah. Or oh yeah, Jerky Bros. Jerky Bros, right? Not Jerky Boys. Was it Jerky Boys? I think it was Jerky Boys. Wasn't I think it? it was Jerky Boys. I think. Sounds right. Yeah. This is Kissel. I just, uh, yeah, man, those that was fun. And you remember, like, did you guys like before it became a thing when there was actually a tape? Do you remember when it was just the underground tape that some dude would give you? It was like some dude be like, dude, you heard the Jerky Boys? Check this out. And then you get like a dub tape of that, you know, there, it was all like of their original material. Yeah, it was fun stuff. That was the, the first tape, the first cassette I ever had that I hid from my parents was yeah. um, a buddy of mine when I moved to England. And uh, up to that point, I had I was I was probably listening to um, it was probably a combination of having been from Texas and it being like 1991. I think I was listening to a combination of MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice and Garth Brooks. Uh, mm-hmm. and then moved That's over, right. yeah. And then, uh, moved over to England and, uh, almost as soon as moving over there, one of my buddies was like, Hey, have you ever listened to guns and roses? And I was like, guns and what? 
And he's like, Guns N' Roses. Uh, he's like, here, I'll, I'll make you a copy of Yeah, he's, he's like, here, I got a, I got a tape. I'll make you a copy of it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what this is. And so he hands me this, uh, he hands me this copy of the tape he made for me. And it's, it's uh, Use Your Illusion Volume 2. Oh, man, nice. And I, I will say, little 11-year-old me, pop that tape in the tape player, listen to it at home, very quickly learn to turn down the volume. Mm-hmm. And uh, little mind was blown. And uh, heard many words I had not heard before. I learned many <laughs> things. The more you know. Da-da-da-da. Um, <laughs> yes. But that tape, I kept that thing hidden in the uh, inside pocket, uh, the, the, like the breast pocket of my uh, leather jacket that I had. Um, that was very securely hidden in there because I knew if my mom found it, this tape was going the way of the dodo. Yes. Is it secret? Is it safe? Secret. Is it safe? And yes, it was. And I kept it secret and I kept it safe and I, I might even still have it somewhere. Yeah. I'm not sure it works anymore, but I have it somewhere. All right. Question number two. Favorite Emilio Estevez movie. <sighs> I'm playing hardball tonight. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'll make you famous. <laughs> That laugh is just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Emilio Estevez. The Breakfast Club is pretty classic, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm probably going to have a hard time beating Breakfast Club. Mighty Ducks, though. Now. Cheesy as hell, but he's really good. Yeah. Now, I will say. And I, and, I guns. You know, and then young guns. Yeah. So I, and then stakeout, I actually watched stakeout for the first time last year. So fun. So good. Um, so yeah, between, between stakeout, between breakfast club, young guns, I might, I'm not sure if I want to do this or not. Am I going to do it? I think I might do it. Do it. I might go repo, man. Well. It was, it was just weird and quirky enough that I, that was a surprise. I had never, back when we did that one, was that 80? Oh, that was our first year. That was a 84 movie. Um, I really liked that movie. Like, I'd never seen it before. It was quirky. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might have to get, ah, but he's so good in Young Guns. He is good in Young Guns. I'll take Young Guns if you want to take Repo Man. Okay. I might take Repo Man. And then Bo can. Uh, um, yeah, I'll Bo- take Repo Man. Because, Bo, you were going to say what now? What? Um, oh, I had it all. Um, <laughs> Nobody's going the Outsiders? Well, see, I'm trying <laughs> to decide between the Outsiders, Men at Work. The Outsiders. And Stakeout. Okay, yeah. I just looked this up. He was in the West Wing. I played young Jed Bartlett in one episode, I think. Man, I got to go back and watch that. I never I never processed that. Um, Mission Impossible. Dynamo's Fire. <laughs> Breakfast Club. That's tough, man. I think for the record, I'm going to go ahead and take men at work. Okay. That's a that's a tough call. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Maximum overdrive. 
Speaking of guilty pleasures, right? He still has one of my favorite lines in The Outsiders. When uh, uh, Two Bit and Pony Boy are talking, I had to pull it up on here because I want to get it right. And uh, Pony Boy complains about their house being dirty, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no adults, no adults in his house. It's just him and his brother, him and his brothers. And Two Bit goes, uh, "Shoot, this house ain't this house ain't dirty. You ought to see my house." Pony Boy says, "I have, and if you had the sense of a billy goat, you'd clean your house up instead of bumming around ours." <laughs> and then Two Bit goes, "Shoot, kid, if I did that, my mom would die of shock." <laughs> So I sounds like from earlier, I might be a, a slightly bigger fan, but but let's find out. Uh, question number three, favorite Men at Work song? Well, I like that one you were playing earlier. That's kind of the one that jumps into my mind. Which you one? Know? Which yeah, one? Down Under. Down Under? Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I might be putting that thing in my, uh, in my, uh, mega, mega mix playlist, my <laughs> awesome mix. And that I will not confirm or deny whether I will be listening to that during, uh, meetings from now on. There you go. That, that might just have to be the soundtrack to keep me through the meetings. They are. I, I jokingly said earlier, they only had two albums. I mean, they actually have several albums, but, um, there's only two that I've really listened to regularly. And, and those were the two that just, they were on regular rotation in my house growing up. Um, business as usual and cargo. I think both of those uh, from the early eighties. Uh, I know cargo was 83 business as usual, probably like a year or two before that. Um, yeah. 81 um, between those two albums. I really have a hard time picking a song from those two albums and, and saying like, this is my one favorite song. Um, you know, of course, down under is the classic. If you wanted to, if you want to list a song that people automatically might know is by minute work, they know that one. Um, can it be now would probably be my favorite though. The one that I had mentioned it earlier, um, the one that got played pretty regularly, especially with me around, was uh, Be Good Johnny. Let's see if I've got that one here. Be 
Bad bye, Johnny. Don't you slip up or play the fool. Oh, no, ma. Oh, no, da. I'll be your golden boy. I will obey every golden rule. Get told by the teacher not to daydream. Get told by my mother. And actually, because my own child's name is John, uh, we then repeated that when he was little and I would play that for him a whole bunch when he was a little guy. And I think mm -hmm. I have a video of him like sitting in his high chair and, uh, I was like, do you, do you want me to play you some music? He's like, be, be good Johnny. <laughs> okay. He knows it. He knows it. That's awesome. Yes, I will. Like, yes, I will. <laughs> be good. Be good. I want to hear be good. Be good. Which now just sounds like a Pokemon, but you know, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to go with that. I mean, there's so many, especially on those first couple of albums, there's so many songs. And now that I've started playing a couple of them, I'm like, well, I know what I'm playing in the car like, for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, look those up and procure some of their albums. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I think I know like the tunes that were on the radio, the popular, you know, but I'd love to uh, hear more of the band. Yeah. It's great stuff sounding it's sounding great stuff yeah those are i mean those i think their first two i think those are their first two albums cargo and uh or, or uh, business as usual was their i think their first album and then cargo was their second one um and just it has some really good cargo's got some other great ones too um dr heckle and mr jive that's a good yeah. one and um yeah I, just just a bunch of them awesome i just Ed Rooney's office. Ferris Bueller's online, too. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. What am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone. I don't understand. Because there was a dead man on the other end of this phone. Maybe. I guess you should have called. I did call earlier when using the phone. Earlier when was that? Or later when then... I uh, le left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, <laughs> niner, five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No, it was cordless. Mm -hmm. You know what? Don't. Not here. Not now. OK. Bye-bye. Shoot. She knew it was me. All right, gentlemen, we have a voicemail from one of our, uh, in fact, our original Patreon uh, co-executive producer, Podrick from Ireland. So I'm going to go ahead and play that and then we can, uh, we can respond to Podrick's voicemail. So let me go. I think this was um, in response to the uh, Brewster's Millions uh, Patreon episode we put up. So let me go ahead and pop this in here and we'll hear from Podrick. Hi guys, this is Podrick Dunahoo from Dublin, Ireland, your first ever patron member, which I'm really happy about. Um, I'd listen to the Bruce's Millions uh, podcast and you'd ask maybe if you want to leave a voicemail um, in reference to it. So just thank you for uh, the Mr. Destiny episode and the Bruce's Millions. Overjoyed that you, you, some of you hadn't seen the movies before and really, really enjoyed them, um, which is absolutely fantastic. I think maybe one or the potential one that you might not have all heard or seen is The Short Thing with John Cusack. 
Um, it's my favourite movie. Absolutely love it. Um, so maybe that being be one. I don't know if you can briefly discuss because I'd be interested in knowing if any has ever heard it before or seen it. Um, just why I decided to become a Patreon member. Um, we've gone through a lot of movie podcasts. I drive five hours a weekend up to the other half in the north end of the country. I'm in Dublin, the city. Um, and that's where my job is based. So I do a lot of driving, listen to a lot of podcasts, came across your own. Lads, just nostalgic from their childhood and reference to movies like I would be, came with disadvantaged background. So, you know, movies for me were a great escape from kind of some of the harsher ends of my childhood. Um, so I'm really nostalgic about certain movies like you are. And I kind of got that from you. It's a different kind of nostalgia maybe you have, but you, you know, you have that, you know, the, the premise is the same. Um, thanks for all the shout out on the last movie, uh, the Mr. Destiny episode. Um, I, 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 was uh, watching Ghost that evening on the cinema. The cinema's here for showing older movies, so I was delighted. Ghost, great movie. Took the 12-year-old stepdaughter, asked her to her half, and you come to the cinema, you know, because I, I wanted to drive straight home to Dublin. And um, I said, for all my episodes tonight, I might get a shout-out. I did, and I was driving up the road, and she was about a mile behind me, and I stopped at the roundabout to tell her, because I said just before that I might get a shout-out, and she pulled up beside me and said, why are you stopping at a roundabout? And I'm like, I got a shout-out. <laughs> and she was like, okay, that's lovely. Now drive, you idiot, those cars waiting to go. <laughs> so I just thought I'd tell you that little story. Um, but just to say, listen, just keep doing what you're doing. I absolutely love the podcast, and I'm sure there's others as well, and I'd encourage other people to support it financially as well, because I'm sure your website and other stuff doesn't cost cost money to host as well. So just a uh, big shout-out to all of you. Big fan. Love the podcast. Look forward to future episodes. Um, and yeah, just if everyone else can support you too, just, I think you're definitely worth uh, a few dollars every month. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. That's 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 awesome. That's and that your story about the roundabout is hilarious. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, so roundabouts a special place in my family. Mm -hmm. My wife's not a fan. She doesn't like the concept. I think she would have a hard time driving uh, overseas because at least if you watch movies, they seem to be everywhere. She literally calls them circles of death. So I understand the fear of being stopped in one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's funny. She, Donna doesn't like them. They're so, no. much, they're so much more efficient, though. I know. She thinks they are the worst thing ever. It's kind of funny because they're really? starting to show up more. Yeah. At least in our part of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny. And I, 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 I actually go out of my way to drive over by where the Costco is because there's a roundabout over there. Like even if I don't uh -huh. have to go that way, I'll still go that way just so I can go around the roundabout. And, and, and we're, we're almost starting to figure out how to do them without using stop signs, which is mm -hmm. kind of like. <laughs> Let's give us some time. We're still you know, <laughs> <America>. still new. <laughs> really? You don't say. <laughs> Americans. Really? Gonna have to replace it. Well, I'm glad you're here to tell me these things. Okay. Americans, am I right, Patrick? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Seriously, I don't know what to say. That was one of the kindest uh, um, uh, voicemails. Like, seriously, I, that's just awesome. And to share the story was 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 fantastic. And and um, uh, you know, I'm glad we're able to help make his drive better. Cause I'm, well, I know we've all had that where you, you know, you've got like your commuting hours upon hours and it's like, you know, what do y'all listen to and, and stuff. But, uh, the fact that he do that and even support us, um, you know, putting money up like that. I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than thank you. And thank you just doesn't seem like enough because it, um, uh, Padraig, you just seem like a wonderful guy and, and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts in the movies too, because I, I mean, it was uh, Brewster's millions. I, I don't even think I'd heard of it. Um, 
And I really, really enjoyed that movie. And uh, there was one other one that he was he was wondering about, but um, it was Mr. Destiny was his other recommendation oh, yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I, and those were both movies that I hadn't heard of. And that's well, I get the thrill out of doing this podcast because, yeah, it's fun to talk about, you know, Batman 89, you know, that I've but it's fun to see all the movies that. I haven't seen, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like go year by year and okay, you know, kind of the safety net of all the movies that I've missed. And uh, so, yeah, those recommendations were great. And my gosh, just, you know, I, I often revile social media. Um, but the fact that something like this can put us in touch with people around the world and, and uh, that's just really cool. So anyways, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for putting your money up and uh, thanks for the movie recommendations. Cause that's all, just awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and for Agreed. and for being willing to have us as like your co-pilot as part of your five hour drive. I mean, God, yeah. God bless you, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes, I, sometimes I don't want to be with me in a five hour car ride. I, w- I was going to say, if my wife had to listen to me, she'd probably end up, well, now she is working from home, but she, <laughs> she probably would probably find a job. I got to commute listening to him. Okay. I'm working from home. She'd she'd probably stop halfway through the roundabout, tear out the car stereo, and throw it off to the side of the road. I know. And, and then as she drives oh. off and continues, "Hey kids, look, houses of parliament, Big Ben." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> parliament. Yep. I can't get off. I can't. I can't. I can't get off the. No, but that's that's yeah, that's really humbling. I I really don't know what to say, but thank you. That's so, just very. Yeah, and and one of our other. Um, I think maybe one of our other Patreon ones that we're going to be doing uh, probably in December. Um, I'm going to try to get Patrick on as like a, as a guest host with oh, us to do an episode great. with us. And so the, yeah. the movie that he referenced uh, the sure thing, we're going to see about, see if we can get him on for that one. We'll have to, obviously we'll, we'll have to deal with some time differences and kind of figure that out. So we're not having him record at like two o'clock in the morning or <laughs> vice versa or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think that'll be a fun one too. Hey, I, you give me enough. I will, um, I'll record whenever you need to. I'll do whatever you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. When I did hear we were going to have potentially more lockdowns, I, I did have to go replenish. So yeah, um, I gotta, I gotta do that yeah. Like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Podrick, thank you so much, man. Thank you for, for donating, for becoming a co-executive producer of the show, for listening to the show, for enjoying the show, um, you know, and, and calling and leaving us a voicemail. So we, we really appreciate it. And we just, we hope you continue to enjoy the show even half as much as we enjoy doing it. Um, you know, cause I, we've said it before. That's why we're here. We're like, we're not, we're, we're not big time. We're not corporate. We're not any of that other stuff. We just kind of enjoy talking movies and we just want to bring other people along who enjoy movies too. Mm-hmm. So, and if, and if you're listening to us while you're driving, drive safely. Yes. Get, get, get to where you're going safely and get home safely. Yes. De- depending on what episodes you listen to, there are a couple times where we completely lose it. So if you have a tendency to, you know, lose your cool when you start laughing or something like that. And, uh, we should, we should have put some kind of like a, a warning on those episodes, mm. you know, Bo with the gif when we lost him for like six minutes mm-hmm. and, Pat, I think there was one that had something to do with a boat and we, we lost you for a little bit and, you know, that was it. That was it. And, and, you know, occasionally, well, the gremlins one where I fell asleep and I started sleep talking. Well, there's, that was, that was that one too. Yeah. yeah gremlins too. Yeah. If you ever want to, if you ever want to hear a grown man sleep talk, <laughs> guys, I, I don't think my microphone is, um, 
I'm having technical well, difficulties. I'm having, I think I'm having technical difficulties. I, no, Pat, you're having sleep difficulties. Wake up. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe you fell asleep. No, no, no. no. I, the mic, I just, you know. And then, and then you're just like, why don't you tell us about the movie, Pat? <laughs> the movie? Yeah. Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the wax on wax off in Rocky Four. Oh man, I do. Yeah, it was out mm-hmm. freaking standing. I you I mean you can't tell me that Dolph Lundgren and Sliced Alone didn't do a little bit of waxing in those movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wax on wax off. Was no wax. There was, was a lot of glistening. All right. Well, they, ugh, now I feel dirty. Um, thank you, Potter. I'm sorry that we completely derailed our our thank you of your uh, voicemail message with talking about actors waxing. That's I feel weird now. (sighs) Let's not leave it at that. Let's not leave it at that. Let's thank you. And you're awesome. Pat, have you been, you've been to Ireland? Oh yes. Yeah. Bo, have you been to Ireland? I have not. Okay. It's on the bucket list for sure. Yes, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. We still, um, we still have uh, family in Ireland that oh, we do. connected with. Oh, awesome. Yeah, at, we, um, my mom had made the connections um, with like the family of my grandfather's cousins. It was like that was the connection and stuff. But yeah, we still had family up north and we went back and um, actually saw and saw like the farmhouse that some of my family emigrated with, from um, during the the. The, the blight on the potato, uh, potato, the potato and the famine that ensued and everything like that. And, um, stayed at the farmhouse and kind of reconnected with, uh, with, with family up there. And, um, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there's a whole cool. bunch of them that, you know, and I guess it would just be cousins cause I can't figure out cousins thrice removed, you know, however, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, some work right up there by the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic and some down in Dublin and, and uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, but it's, yeah, echo, echo your sentiments, just a, you know, it was just a, a wonderful country and a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful people, you know, so. Yeah, I had a, we, we went there, my, my dad had a business trip. And so we went there one time. It was the first time I ever saw a cricket match in person um, cool. and realized that they go on for like three days. Um, mm-hmm. And we had somebody he worked with had a son who was roughly my age. And so mm-hmm. we had been pen pals for a while. Like we had written back and forth. And cool. um, so I actually got to meet him in person. We went over to their house um, for dinner, I think it was. And um, I'll never forget my, my, my dad was not happy that I ended up having this later. But uh, while we were over there, I was playing with him on his computer. And mm-hmm. he made a copy of a disc that he had of this really just, I had never seen this game before. It was so cool. It was so violent. And this, my friend gave me my very first copy on a three and a half disc of uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, Wolfenstein <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. That's epic. That was a lot of fun. That's epic. But no, our beautiful, beautiful country. And, you know, we, we went, we went to Dublin and then we kind of got out into the countryside, drove a little bit further out, you know, outside of the city and, just, you know, all the, all the parts that I've been to is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish that we could have gone more. I mean, we were really just kind of, we were stationed mostly kind of in the, in the Dublin area and we just went a little bit out from there. But, um, you know, I, I would, I would love to have gotten to, 
you know, Northern Ireland and would have loved to gotten out, you know, even further out in the countryside and, and all that. So that'll be for a, that'll be for a future trip. Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. If, I re- if I retire to Scotland and you retire to Ireland, then, you know, we'll make trips. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't want it to be the backhanded compliment, like, you know, to, to, to treat someone's home as, as like a, uh, as like a Disneyland, like an Epcot center country. Cause yeah, I know yeah. all countries have their challenges and, and all that. And, but I'll, I'll just say nothing but compliments. And, and it just was a beautiful country and, and beautiful culture. Um, and, uh, just a warm and welcoming people. Right. You know, and I, yeah. yeah, And I just, I just, I mean nothing that with nothing but utmost respect and compliments and, and all that. So my uh, fun to drive on too. I'm just saying it's pretty fun. (laughs) Um, One of my siblings, when we were there, um, we were, my, my dad is one of those people that loves to visit uh, cemeteries. Like he just, he loves Mm -hmm. to go to cemeteries and, um, and so we were checking out this one cemetery, this just ancient cemetery. And one of the graves had like a little lamb on top of the gravestone. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, my brother was probably four at the time. And I remember he's just staring at it and we're like, are you okay? What's, what's wrong? Oh, a little lamb got buried there. It's like, no, it's, it's a person. No, it's a lamb. There's a little lamb on top. I was like, oh, that's really cute. No, they probably eat the lambs. <laughs> So that's that was me as the big brother, you know, bringing a little dose of reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, someone has to, you know, right. You know, I, yeah. I take pride in my work. All right. Well, thank you so much, Podrick. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for your support. Um, if, if anybody else is interested in supporting us in that way or calling in and leaving a voicemail, uh, head on over to our website, 30 podcast.com. Um, that's you. There's a spot right there. You can leave a voicemail. Um, we've also got a voicemail number. If you want to call that one as well, uh, it's eight, seven, two, three, five, six, six, eight, four, three. And there is also a spot on our website. If you want to check out our Patreon page and, um, join us there by, uh, you know, donating to the show. Um, any amount of, uh, donation there on Patreon will get you access to the special monthly show that we do for Patreon only subscribers. All right. Well, thank you, Podrick. And thank you for everybody else who supports us in that way. Thank you guys so much. We, we really, really appreciate it. You can rate and review the show. You can join us as a co-executive producer uh, by donating to us on Patreon. Any level of donation at Patreon will get you access to that monthly exclusive show that we put out uh, the first couple that we've put out and you'll have access to these. If you join even today, um, the first couple that we've put out have been Brewster's millions. And then uh, this month's was the empire strikes back. So there's going to be some other great ones coming up. Um, we're going to keep doing those every month. So you'll have access to those. If you join us as a co-executive producer of the show on Patreon. Um, otherwise what we've got coming up, uh, next week, as I said, this was kind of our tribute to Australia month, but we ran out of Australian movies. So, um, we have steal yourself, gentlemen. Uh, we have teenage mutant Ninja turtles coming out of their shells tour. Oh, oh, oh. I feel, I I feel like before we, uh, before we start recording this one, I I need to go like order a pizza hut pizza and Mm, eat it while we're recording. Pizza. (laughs) Uh, so yes. So there's that. Um, and it, like I said before, if you have not caught it, I think probably, hmm, 
at the time that this one comes out, probably about a week ago, our November Patreon exclusive, The Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary episode will have come out. Um, so if you want to hear that one, uh, head on over to Patreon and donate to the show so you'll have access to that. And then coming up in December is our, uh, because when I think December and I think holiday time, I think mutants and rebels. Um, so yep. our mutants and rebels month is Edward Scissorhands, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, pump up the volume and teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, yes. And I will say that I did introduce, um, John had some stuff he had to do, so he didn't stick around for the whole thing, but I did introduce Nora to Edward Scissorhands and she very much enjoyed it. Excellent. So she really enjoyed it and it was fun. Like I had not seen that one in, a, in quite a while. And, uh, Sharon was telling me that her grandmother loved that movie. Um, I think her grandmother was a big Johnny Depp fan. And so she used to watch it a lot with her grandma. Um, so it's just fun to watch it again after a, a very many years of not seeing it. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. So, um, until we see you back here next time, uh, thank you again, guys, for being here. And we'll be back here next time with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell tour. Um, may God have mercy on our souls as we uh, watch or listen to said album or concert. And um, we'll, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Don't get our feedback. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got. That's all I have to say about that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you all. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go watch Men at Work. You want to just have some fun. As uh, I forget which one of you said it, but you just want to sit down, have a beer, watch a movie with your buddy. Socially distance while you're watching a movie with your buddy. Always socially distant. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, check out Men at Work. Fun movie. All right. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time. <laughs>